Ante Up is your poker magazine dedicated to the everyday player and their poker rooms. Pick up a free copy at your favorite poker room nationwide each month. But Ante Up is much more than a magazine. Visit AnteUpMagazine.com daily for breaking news and each week download our award-winning poker cast. Join us on our action-packed poker cruises to exotic destinations. Ante Up, it's your poker magazine. From the Anti-Up headquarters in Tampa Bay, Florida, it's the Anti-Up PokerCast. And now, here are two guys who think they know how to play poker, Chris Casenza and Scott Long. It's the May 5th, 2017 show, and you're listening to the best PokerCast on the planet. I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott Long. See, I changed it up there because it's not really May 5th, so I thought... I'm not saying it's May 5th. I'm just saying it's the May 5th show. Cinco de Mayo. Very true. Are we going to have tequila during the show? Yeah, what's funny about it is is that you'll probably be in a Cinco de Mayo-ish country. That's right. I probably will be. That's pretty cool. I I will not. I will be somewhere else in Europe. In fact, I actually don't know where I'll be now that I think about it. Probably uh, uh, Munich, maybe. Have, have you planned the trip? I, I forget yeah. to ask you. So you are ready to go. Okay. I just need to make a couple more airline reservations and Airbnbs tomorrow. So nothing like the last minute for me. But yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing the I'm doing a another flight while I'm there, which is crazy. I'm flying from like Madrid to Lisbon because it's several flights. So. Yeah, it's so weird. I, I've I've never done that. I've never booked a flight within the countries. You know, I've always done trains, but yeah. this it doesn't make sense. The overnight train is like. You know, it's like more than the, and you know, I mean, it's it's more than the airfare, and I'd be there in an hour if I fly instead of ten hours. So yeah. So the funny thing for us this time is, last time we learned that that because uh, everybody said, "Oh, you guys do the trains over there." I'm like, "All right, great." Then I started looking at it, and I'm like, "Why am I going to do a train when the airfare is so cheap?" So this trip actually turns out that for a good portion of our trip, the train makes more sense both financially and time wise. Yeah, it happens. I mean, we'll both ways. One, two, three. Five trains. I'll be taking five trains this time. Wow. Flights. Yeah. I'm taking one train from Barcelona to Madrid, and that's it. Uh, The rest is – I'll be taking miniature trains and stuff when I'm in these countries and stuff. But, I mean, I'm you know, like the metros and stuff. But but the actual trains, only once. Usually I take a bunch. But, yeah, I couldn't believe the airfare. It was like 50 50 euros instead of like a hundred and something for a night train, which wastes nine hours sitting on a train. I've got one flight on this trip that's $19 U.S. Nice. Nineteen. Nice. Can't get an Uber for that. Yeah, I know one of the, the thing about the flights too is they they let you check a bag too for free on this one. It's well, like, it depends. Uh, not not on the nineteen dollar flight. Yeah, no, that one it wouldn't. But <laughs> mine it does. Mine's like it's you can check one bag and you can carry one on for free. So for fifty bucks or fifty euros, you know, I'm gonna get to be there in an hour instead of nine hours for a hundred something. I know I have to pay the uh, the hotel room that night, but I'd rather do that and see the the damn city that I'm going to for a day. So it's worth it, but uh, all right, let's get back to the show. I'm sorry, I didn't want to sidetrack the show there, but uh... well, yeah. So, folks, joining us in progress, we are um, we are on our Annie up cruise to Barcelona and then hopscotching around Europe, and we didn't want to not do shows while you're gone. So, what we are doing, we are in the middle of this is the third of our four hands of the week shows, where we do two hands of the week and nothing else, and then we will be back on May 18th with our normal show. That is correct. All right. So the last couple of shows were all No Limit Hold'em, but this show, no No Limit Hold'em. Yes! A double negative, right? <laughs> and uh, these are going old school hands, all right? So you remember our, our good friend Bernice Q? Yes! Yeah, we haven't heard from her in a long time. Hope she's doing all right. But uh, before she quit sending stuff to us, she felt really bad about us and Dropboxed me like a hundred hands of the week, so we will never run out of hands of the week because of it. It's almost like an endowment. Wow! So, uh, so I had to dig into them uh, for this show, which means I'm going to forget which hands I used because <laughs> there's no way of marking them in there. Um, so it's possible we will redo these hands five years from now when we run out. <laughs> yeah, but um, but um, I like the fact that uh, mixed in with all our hands were different games. So we were going to start with a limit hold'em. Uh, I'm sorry, a limit Omaha high-low hand. So, so and Omaha. finished with, a, I believe, a stud hand. 
Nice. So we'll have a little uh, variety here. And these are both from Full Tilt back in the day. I just heard like a few thousand MP3 players and computers shut off when you told them it was Omaha and Stud. They're just like, yeah, I'm not listening to that for an hour. <laughs> but the diehards, the ones who love the mixed games. A couple of people that still feel jilted by Full Tilt don't want to hear that. And then Full Tilt on top of it, yeah. But they're going to doubly enjoy this one, so it'll make up for the ones we just lost and we told them there was no, no one would hold them on it, so... Exactly. All right. So, um, all right. So these are hand histories. So I got to get back into the mode of reading hand histories, which I haven't done in a while. Right? Because yeah. Has them anymore to send us. So, um, so the good thing about hand histories is we have like all the information. So nothing's lost or missing. Right. Which Correct. Is great when we're talking about these games. So, uh, all right. So let me try to figure this out. The first one is the two dollar, four dollar limit Omaha high low cash game hand. And uh, let's see, we have $63 in our stack, um, and we are the second in chips. Uh, the chip leader has us doubled by the 128. A um, couple other people are kind of similar to us, and the short stack has 12. So, You know the other? downfall of this is yes. that we, we don't get to identify the nervous look that Vic G can see in his <laughs> brick-and-mortar poker room. So we get all the information, but not the stuff that matters. <laughs> oh man alright so here we go um, got a couple folders and then two limpers <clears throat> before it gets to us and we have the ace of diamonds deuce of diamonds jack of spades four of diamonds yeah I'll just call you, you like to raise here I know right you'll raise, I, like uh, raise. But I know and, and, and that's fine but I've been playing a lot of big O8 lately uh-huh. and I feel like the limping has really paid off because it it's like the raising just gets more people to play crap. And yeah, if you hit your hand in bed it they all fold. But if you don't hit your hand, they're in it for it just it just feels like lately that the I know I'm gonna I'm gonna get roasted for that because I believe me, if I'm playing a real game with a lot of real players and everything, like I just played Omaha eight for ten twenty, uh at on the ship a few weeks ago. And yeah. it didn't matter what you did. And yeah, okay. So you, when you finally hit your hand, you're gonna make it. But they play every hand, so I'm like, why not just limp? And then you're still gonna get a ton of money at the end if you make your hand. But yeah, you want to thin the field, but you don't thin the field anymore. You just no, don't. See, that's, we've had this argument before, but this is why you raise is because no one's gonna fold. So when you have a, a super premium hand, that's what we have here. We have a suited ace, um, the best low plus a four just in case. Yeah. Something. Um, not to mention we have a Broadway possibility with this jack hitter as well too. We got a lot of potential here. So in a hand and and a game like that where people are going to call anything, this is why you want to build the pot up. Um, you don't want to do it with the uh, you know if you had just had the ace four here and the deuce wasn't in your hand and your ace wasn't suited. Uh, that's a little different story. But yeah, yeah. The other thing too is I'm I'm failing to remember that I'm playing big O pot limit, not big O well, eight limit. Yeah, so yeah, right. so it's limit. So yeah, so I guess put another bet in. Yes, absolutely. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. No, no, we're not. We're gonna call. It looks like. So she calls. Well, I don't. I don't mind the raise now. I'm thinking it was PL, PLO eight for some reason uh, because it's the devil's game. But never mind. Well, we can we can limp or call. I don't really care either way. Well, it sounds like Bernice Q and you are kindred kindred spirits, Chris, because she says I know some people would raise with an ace deuce with a backup four, but with the callers before me, I know I won't chase anyone out, and I'll only be building a pod, guaranteeing no one will ever fold a draw later on. Mm. Rather see a flop and then bet for value if I make a flush or straight. Now, my problem with that is once you make the flush or straight in Omaha, you almost never get called. So you have to build your value before you get there. That's yeah, I like that lesson. It's just like I said, I just played ten twenty this game, and they didn't fold no matter what. When you got, you got paid off. It didn't matter. There was just yep. so much money out there that they couldn't fold in case you were bluffing with, you know, whatever. So it just it's it's remarkable. At least the ten twenty game, they were not folding. Yeah, well, here's the other thing too. It's 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 really hard to bluff an Omaha high low. Anyhow. Yeah, it is. So I mean that's that's one of the things. You know, you, you bluff all the time in Deuce to Seven. You bluff almost never in Omaha. I mean, there are obviously times when you can uh, in limit Omaha. Particularly. Right. You know, right. Pilot, it's a different story. But limit, it's really difficult to to get people out when they have any piece of a pot here. Um, it's a little different with lows because you, you people can kind of guess. Uh, that, that they're not good and it's not worth one bet. But for the most part, 
people are, are, are going to call. So I'm not worried about bluffing here. That's, that's not part of my normal arsenal. So uh, my arsenal is build a pot when I have a good hand and hope it hits. Yeah. Um, all right. Player right after us raises to four bucks. So <laughs> the same thing to work out. So that's good. Um, and uh, so she says uh, this gentleman named Lobos, or this person, I should say, Lobos is on the button uh, and raises into all these callers. I have to put them on either ace, deuce, and a pair or a pair of suited aces. Preflop raises are just not that common, I found, in Limit Omaha 8. Wow. Now, again, we have to go back eight years here because this, I know the date. This was February 18th, 2009, this hand was played. Holy cow. Um, and it's hard now to put myself back in that day when we used to play these games all the time online at night, right? Right. But in a live format, I would say she's probably right. In the lower limit Omaha eights that I play in casinos, um, there are not. I'm usually the only guy raising preflop, so I get that. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's such a narrow hand there. I mean, unless she's played with uh, this player a lot and knows that, I wouldn't immediately assume that because, trust me, if I'm in the game, I'm raising with a wide range uh, because no one else is raising preflop. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that narrow narrow range that she gave him already. Could be anything. It could be just ace-deuce, tray four. Could be ace-deuce, anything. King-jack-10 or something, you know, ace-deuce, jack-10 or whatever. So, I, well, I don't... Yeah, it could be four high cards, too. Yep. I mean, that's the yep. other kind of thing that you learn in Omaha High-Low is when you have all these callers, that means a lot of low cards are out, which means it's less likely the low cards are going to come on the flop, which means that you have a higher possibility of scooping with your high only. I do remember a specific, like, Mat- Matisau hand from some big tournament he won. It might have been even a bracelet or something. I don't know. but he Or a tournament champion. I don't know what it was, but it was some, some hand or it was Omaha – it might have been even like in a magazine or something. I can't remember. But he said the same thing. He got like a raise and a re-raise and all these calls when it got to him. And he had like king, king, queen, jack or something. And he's like, of course I'm shoving there or I'm calling. And then he won a huge pot. And he's like, of course, because they all have ace-deuce. And he knew it. And he was real good at Omaha. So yeah. you're right. It could be four high cards too. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's see. We got uh, one, two, three callers before it gets back to us. Yeah, I'm just going to call. I mean, raising again? What's the point? Wow. Now my point is now we missed the opportunity to raise first time, so I'm not going to raise it now and get more money in this pot because no one else is going to go in. We're going to really build this pot up. But, so you're going to make a massive pot. Well, exactly. I need to get the money in when I, I still got this, still got it good. So um, now it's a little more difficult because it's pre-flop now. So, um you know, if uh, a tray comes, now I'm going to kill the action from any ace trays that might stick around, right? Thinking mm-hmm. that they might be good. Um, but still, I mean, more I'm looking, I mean, again, you, the, the object in the game is a scoop. So I'm not really hoping to hit my low. I'm hoping to hit three high diamonds here and uh, and scoop the whole thing with my diamonds. Yeah. Or a king, ten, uh, queen. So I got the Broadway. And it doesn't even have to be three high diamonds, just as long as there's all high cards and three of them are di- three of them right. are diamonds. So it could be anything. Well, actually, probably for maximum value, you probably want two low diamonds. Right, and, it, and then no, and then no more low cards. Yeah, don't come. Yeah, they're yeah. Great. Then, then you have to. But yeah. you, know, you don't want to drink too much. Right, that's paradise. We're just hoping to win a pot here. So, but anyhow, I, I you know, you're gonna I, raise again. I want to build a pot. So, um, all right. Well, our hero calls, and so the pot's twenty two dollars. Flop is the nine of diamonds, king of diamonds, five of hearts, and see check check check. So it checks to us. Well, we'll bet. And there is not the bet now, is there? Um, let me try to think. Uh, if there is, I mean, I my my reflex is to bet here because we've got two diamonds, uh, so we're on the draw. We want to get the money in before we hit our draw. Um. Yeah, I think you have to bet here because there's the one low card. So the low people are still... Now, this is 2-4 limit online, which is a bigger game than 2-4 live, right? You always mm-hmm. got to remember that. Um, but in like a typical 3-6 or even a 4-8 live game, uh, if you've got one low card there, the lows are going to stick in for one more shot. So let, let's get an extra two bucks out of them right now. Even though we don't have anything other than the draw, um, 
you know, if our diamond comes and it's a high diamond, then this hand's almost over. We're not going to get anything out of it. Unless there's somebody else with a, God, even a queen of diamonds, probably, maybe. Well, you're worried about the set, too. If the guy had the high cards we were talking about earlier, King King, yeah. you hoping the board but doesn't pair. That's true. I mean, Five I mean, of diamonds is kill us. Those are literally the only people that are going to stick around if the flush comes. So that's why we need to get the money in now, I think. Yeah. And if so, a low comes, that's fine, too, because whatever it is, we're we're still open for the nuts for the most part, I think, right? To, well, it depends. Uh, Trey could, but anyhow, uh, we still have low possibility as well, too. So um, there's lots of reasons for me to get more money in this pot now, I think. And, and the other thing, too, is it's only a $2 bet. With all that money in the pot, they're getting 11 to 1, now 12 to 1 on their money to try to hit a gutter, too, if they somehow, you know, have... You know, they, a lot of them will probably have something like Jack Ten or Queen Jack, or they might have a wrap Queen Jack Ten, you know, mm-hmm. a, something Ace. So I mean, there, there could be a lot of people out there who now are going to call anyway. So you're kind of you're gonna you got to hit your diamonds now because you know there's a lot. Of, I think they're all going to stick around when you bet. That's the thing. I don't see yeah, anybody well, fooling. I kind of kind of hope they are. I mean, again, this is how Omaha is different than Hold'em. You know, I'm I'm betting on the come. To build a pot so I hit my hand and win mm-hmm. versus in Hold'em where you, often you're betting to get people out of the pot so you have a better chance of winning. Yeah. We're not going to get everybody out of this pot. So by betting here, if you're betting here to try to win the pot, that's a fool's errand, I think, because you'll get a couple people to fold, but you're not going to get everybody to fold, and you're still going to have to hit your hand to win. You're not going to be able to bet your way out of this. I mean, I don't think so. So what do you think the perfect card is right now? I would think it's the tray of diamonds because it'll keep the low hands in. It gives us a nut low draw no matter what happens. Now we hit the nut low unless no matter what. Right, right, yeah. You're right because the tray of diamonds means that, that any low card comes, any valid low card. You know, obviously, four pairs is different. But any valid low card, we have the nuts. Um, plus, we now we've, we've got our diamonds. Um so you're really only at the risk there of losing to a straight flush at that point, um, which is, is that even a possible? It's not actually. No, not. And so, um, well, I guess if it's a, well, a straight flush could get there for the higher diamonds, but yeah. I'm just saying if the, like a tray of diamonds comes, we got the nut low if it gets there, so the three quarter pot, and then if it's so, I mean, we're just hope the card we're hoping for is either the tray, tree of diamonds or like the no, I think that's it because ten diamonds still give somebody a straight yeah. flush, but. Um, yeah, that's kind of the possibility. That's the other worry. But yeah, but uh, well, we'll see what happens. But okay. uh, but I definitely want to have, want to keep building this pot here. So she so. bet? Uh, no, she checks. Huh? And she says, "I flopped the nut flush draw with a backdoor nut low. I'm pretty sure Lobos uh, will bet or raise, so I don't want to make it two bets to everyone else. I want callers in case I hit my flush." Hmm. Well, well, that's interesting. If you knew that he was going to bet or would raise your bet, that's interesting because you don't. It's like in stud now where you you can plan out your, okay, I know he's going to bet, so I'm going to get all these calls, and then I've got my nuts, so I'm gonna then I'll raise and get all these calls again. you know. Or if I knew this guy was going to raise, I can get the low draw out over there if I bet now. So if I bet, I know he's going to raise. So it's kind of like that. So maybe she's right. Maybe if you know this guy's going to raise your bet, then you're not going to get more money in the pot. So you'd rather just have him bet, have them all call, and then you call to get more money in the pot, right? Yeah, so but you you have to be pretty confident that he's going to raise you here for that. Um and I don't know. I mean, she put him on well, other than the ace ace. Ace ace would probably obviously raise us, but if he was on a strong low draw like she thought, he's not going to raise here. He may not even call. He might fold, you know. Yeah. She did say he ace ace was one of the hands that she thought he would do that with though, like ace ace in a pair or ace deuce in a pair. So it's possible, right? It's possible. Um, I guess I, I guess I'm putting a lot of faith in him betting here or raising if we bet. You know, it's a possibility that he could just call our bet, which is exactly what we want to have. Right, right. We want that to happen, but we just. So yeah, I, I think I, I'm going to argue that she's probably giving up value by checking, hoping, or assuming that he's going to bet, or assuming that he would raise if he bet. I would rather just put it in, and if I lose value by him raising and everybody folds, that's fine. But but here's the thing. If if he raises and everybody folds, now we're heads up against him. Yeah. So depending on what he has, there's still a chance that we could end up 
catching up or winning or something. I mean, it doesn't look likely now with our holding that, you know, if he, uh, say he has aces, it's going to take a lot of work for us to win this pot. But at least now we're heads up and we don't have to worry about some other people pipping us. So I, I don't think that's a bad uh, result either. I think it's unlikely it's going to go that way. But if, if that's the worst case, that's a pretty good worst case for me. So you don't mind uh, you betting him raising everyone folding and then you three betting now or you just call? I wouldn't three bet. I would just call at that point. I mean, you're not going to get anything out of there other than just getting capped with ace high. So I yeah. would do that. Um, I'm just saying that if that's the worst case, it's not a bad worst case. I'm not hoping for that that result. but Right. Okay. All right. Uh, well, he checks. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, and she says, well, that was surprising. Why would he check? Not pocket aces, not even taking a stab at the pot within the field. I'm suspicious. Well, again, you know, one of the, the hands that we put him on was low. Yeah. And, and this is not a low-friendly board. And if I have, like, a naked ace-deuce here, which is possible, I'm not going to put a hand in. I'm not worried about thin the field here because, as she mentioned, you're not going to thin the field, right? Right. So it's interesting that she argued about worrying about thinning the field because no one else folds and then a surprise that he didn't take a stab with a weak hand to try to thin the field. I don't think you can have it both ways. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, I would definitely eliminate pocket aces now. Um, I would think it's likely that he has a low draw or lobos, I should say. Why do I keep saying he? That's so sexist of me. Lobos. <laughs> um, so, so we've learned a lot by this check. Um, and I thought the bigger thing is is that there's a lot of value here that we just lost now if the next card is a high non-diamond then it's probably going to look genius on our part but um, that's not the way we should be playing I don't think so I I think we lost value here and I'm not surprised that he checked behind Um, I wouldn't be surprised with any of his action uh, betting or, uh, or betting or checking so did it check around uh, it did, yeah. Wow. Oof. Which makes it even more likely that we said at the beginning with all these people calling that everybody has low cards. Yeah. So now, I more than ever, I want the that low diamond to come now because yeah. uh, I want people to stick around, uh, lock up my high as much as you can lock up in, in Omaha and give those folks hope and knowing that they're not going to fold. Um the worst case scenario, I think, now, well, not the worst case, but um, is if we get a non-diamond low, now everybody's still going to be in, and now our hand is uh, vulnerable to the low completing of the river, but not being it, not completing our low. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, that's... And not being a diamond. Not being a diamond, yeah, because we, we, we pretty much are going to make a low no matter what, unless you know, if it goes, what, ace-deuce or... Well, we're not. I mean, the problem is if, if if we pair one of our cards on the next on the turn, right? Then we have a possibility of the low getting there on the river that pairs another. That pairs one. another one. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Which gives us two pair, which is you know a possibility that we could squeak in and win the high with that. But I never want to count on that. So. Yeah, yeah, because two more low cards will complete some sort of straight. Right. With the nine and, and, and the five. At that point, too, there's probably going to be a raising war because there's going to be a couple lows that are out there. Yeah, and then we're going to be stuck there hoping to win with our two pair, but having to pay a pretty high premium to find out. So I don't want that. So. All right. Um, all right. So the turn is the four of clubs. So our board now is nine of diamonds, king of diamonds, five of hearts, four of clubs. Um, and yeah, one of my concerns now because now our backup, our emergency low is gone. Yeah. So we still have the nut low draw, but if an ace or deuce comes, now we're stuck with this middling two pair. Yeah. And no low. Oof. Um, all right, so interestingly, uh, the first player bets four, and everybody next to call, and it's on us. Now call. We still got the nut high draw. We still have the nut low draw and a wheel draw. I'm not going I'm not. anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to raise... I want to get as much money in, I think, again, because I don't think I want to raise. But well, All right, so here's the thing I'm thinking about. Because, again, I'm predisposed to raising here, but I'm trying to work it back to find out whether I'm wrong here. Um, 
so I'm interested why I'm not uh, the, the two callers in between the, the, the bet don't surprise me because again, we thought there's probably a couple of ace deuces there or an ace deuce or an ace tray. Right. They're sticking around because the little card come, um, interested in why, why we got a bet with that card. Where did that four help, uh, moonlight Graham? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a set of fours? Is that a, it doesn't complete a flush or a straight, right? Right. It feels like somebody's betting on the come because they felt like nobody was interested in this pot before. I've got a, a nuclear wrap with my, you know, ace, deuce, tray, six, something crap. Yeah. Or I've got somehow, you know, six, seven, eight, three, you know, or something. So they might have some sort of, hey, uh, no one was interested in this pot before. I'm going to take a stab at it now. And if some straggler wants to come along and then the low doesn't get there, I'll bet again and they'll fold. You know, that's the only opportunity you might have to bluff with the $4 bet. But um, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of is they got, they saw no one was interested in this pot. No no hand got there on the turn. Why not bet and just get the lows to, All right, so if that's I don't know. Case, and I think you're probably right. Why wouldn't we want to raise now? So the low draws aren't going to go anywhere. So we'll pick up that money. If this person was just spitballing with a mediocre hand, we might get them to get out. Unlikely, but possible. But either way, we've got such potential to win on this um, on this final card. And again, if a, if a higher diamond, you know, uh, right, jack of diamonds. I mean, uh, yeah, jack of diamonds. Comes obviously, the straight flush. I know, but uh, that's <clears throat> really crazy. Um, if a high diamond comes, now we've just scooped this pot. Yeah. See, you're thinking think make it eight. Answer. All right, make it eight. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, our hero calls, and she says, I still have the nut flush draw, but now I have the nut low draw and a pair of fours. Uh, I'm not going to fold, but since I'm still drawing, I'm not going to raise. I'm never sure when to raise on a draw, though. I know a staple of Omaha is raising on a nut draw, but it just seems like you're laying too high a price for an unmade hand. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think your thinking is that you want those guys in the pot when you do hit your hand. Because you haven't hit it yet, so you might as well build the pot. And if not, it's only costing you four more, or eight dollars, but four more than what the minimum would have been to win a huge pot, scoop a huge pot. So, yeah. Well, again, right, here's the thing: is we, we talked about having a high diamond being the perfect card for us, right? Right. Now, unless somebody had that high diamond completes their straight flush, which sucks for us, right? Uh, that high diamond comes. There's not going to be another dollar put in this pot by anybody. You know, like I said, maybe the, the queen of diamonds with another diamond might just put a crying call in. But this is our opportunity to pick up, you know, even if we don't get the, the guy behind us to uh, to call, if we could pick up four, eight, 12 more bucks out of his hand from three people that we don't think are going anywhere, that's 12 more bucks than we'll get if we just call and that diamond comes. Yeah. Yeah, that 10 or jack or queen of diamonds comes you're not gonna get any more money out of this hand unless somebody completes a straight and they're stupid well and the other thing too is it, it, it's possible if uh, if we hit our um if like a tray comes right then then we've got the nut low almost certainly getting quartered um worst case is if there's three ace deuces out there then we probably lose money but if not, it, the pot's getting high enough now, if you raise now, that you might actually not lose money by getting quartered. It sometimes happens. Yeah. You know, if we can get this Moonlight Graham to call, and maybe the guy behind us comes along with a high only hand, now you've got enough money in there that you, you, you're not going to lose money being quartered, which is tough to do but possible. So that's another reason to raise here, I think. Well, she called, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just explaining why. No, I, I know. I was just making sure. I'm forgetting now how we've gotten deep into the sand. I can't remember if that was. All right. So she called, but you would have she raised. Calls. Now, Lolo's behind, raises eight. Wow. And everybody calls before it gets back to us. That's good. So you're going to be like, well, the way you wanted to play, you'd raise again. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Let's get some more money in there when we hit our nut nut. Yep. Uh, now she says, now he wakes up. Could he have been slow playing a set of kings? Or is he really raising with a nut low draw with all these other people in the hand? He has to know he's getting quartered. 
Yeah, I don't think he's doing this just with a nut low draw. He's got something. He's got a high already. What's uh, weird is if he had ace, deuce, king, king, which is the first hand I thought of when we said he raised earlier. In my mind, I thought of that. Why wouldn't he have bet that flop to protect it? Yeah, there's no reason not to. Well, <clears throat> not protect it, but at least get money in the pot now. But I guess he's a reason not to bet there. Now, obviously, people get confused in Omaha because in Hold'em, you know, sometimes you want to slow play. It's almost never a good idea to slow play in Omaha, especially in Limit. You know, you want to get that money when you can, and people aren't going to go anywhere. But it is possible that you're up against somebody that hasn't figured that out yet, right? So, um, but that's great. You know, if he's got a set of kings, I'm still hoping to get my diamonds. You know, I, I don't have a high right now, right? So I'm going to have to hit my diamond to win this high. So let's make him pay one more time. And uh, if diamond doesn't get it doesn't get there. But again, you know, people, same thing with all poker, but especially Omaha, it's, it's a long-term investment. So, you know, there are going to be times when that hand hits, and it's going to happen pretty often, that's going to make up for those times when it doesn't. Right. All right. Well, I'm sure she calls, though. Yes, she says it. But, of course, I'm going to call. Yeah. <laughs> All right, pot $62. Uh, the river is the four of hearts. I knew a four was going to come. I should have said it out loud. Only thing that makes this thing complicated now, right? Yep, because now full houses get there, and you have three fours, so you feel like you need to call. The low doesn't get there. Your diamonds don't get there. Oh, man. Final board is nine of diamonds, king of diamonds, five of hearts, four of clubs, four, uh, four of hearts, and it checks to us. Yeah, I'm just checking. Yeah, I check. might call an $8 bet, but I'm it's not. It's definitely a check call here. Yeah. So we check, and he bets, and then it gets raised before it gets back to us. Then we... At that point, we can feel confident that we're probably off. Yeah, somebody's got vote. So. All right, so that's what we do. We check, and he says, uh, or, um, I'm sorry, Bernice says, hmm, now I have trips on a board when there's no flush or straight, but there could be a boat, five people in the hand. I can't believe I have the best hand. I'm expecting a bet from Lobos, who may have been slow playing a set from the flop. But no, he checks. Huh. And she's like, damn, maybe I should have bet. <laughs> uh, all right, so he shows down Jack of Clubs. Ace of spades, tray of diamonds, deuce of spades. So he had the, uh, Lobos had the, the low locked up. Yeah. Which is why he felt confident about it. Didn't have anything for the high, though, right? Nothing. No. Um, Moonlight Graham shows the ten of hearts, nine of spades, king of clubs, eight of clubs for two pair, kings and nines. So that's why... He woke up, he flopped the two pair, but didn't do anything. He wasn't confident about it, but when it checked around, then he felt better about it, right? Yeah. Um, and the other two hands uh, Look. flopped. So. Wow, we won a hand with three fours, and that was the last hand we were thinking about was making trips to win. That's a weird hand. Um, all right, the great thing about online is we could see the hands that were mugged. So one was six of spades, queen of diamonds, tray of spades, ace of clubs. Yeah. And the other one was five of spades, deuce of hearts, six of clubs, ace of hearts. So, yeah, we would, have, uh, we would have chopped the low. Yeah, we would add uh, three ways on the low because there's three ace deuces working, depending on what the card was. Yeah. Wow. And we would have, uh, oh, the ace tray would have been bad, depending on where that comes. But Turns out the four was the perfect card. <laughs> it was, surprisingly. Wow. Um, obviously nobody had diamonds either, so, you know, we, that would have worked as well, too. But, uh, and, uh, yeah, I can't imagine, I mean, maybe Moonlight Graham calls if we, we bet they're two pairs, just thinking that yeah. his two pairs bigger than ours. Yeah, probably not, though, because it's a baby. If it, was, it wasn't a baby card, he might call, but everyone has low cards in their hand, and someone's sure to have a four in their hand somewhere. Yeah, you know, that's so true. maybe not. So yeah, I don't think we lost any value on the end there. But imagine how much we would have won had we been as aggressive as I was trying to be the entire hand. Yeah, you're right. Of course, it's online, so if you were that aggressive, different cards would have come. Yeah, of course. Yes, exactly. Because it would have taken more time, and the random generator would have continued to run, and those cards wouldn't have come. So. <laughs> <laughs> and one last note on this hand. Uh, I love the. It's so long since we played online, right? So I don't get to know the. Uh, I don't get to laugh at the screen names. But one is a drink your milkshake. Of course, it goes all the way back to that movie, right? Where uh, uh, No Country for Old Men, right? Long time ago. But uh, because that's such a long phrase, had to take out all the vowels. 
That's so it looks like funny. a Russian cab driver. <laughs> All right, moving on. Hopefully this hand is not as long as the first one. That was a doozy. Uh, all right, so this is a $1, $2 with a 20-cent anti-stud high. Um, and let's see. We are sitting with about $54. And uh, one player with 71 has his, uh, or no, another player with 111. So we have third, third in chips. And uh, the short stack, is, two short stacks are $20. That's all meaningless. Shouldn't make too much difference in that. Yeah, game. stud game is, right. doesn't really matter. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, all right. We have the nine of spades, eight of spades underneath. And where does the action start? Uh, it's so much harder to do with these. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the last time I even had to think about this. All right. So we have a uh, bring in with a seven of spades. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Um, a couple folds. A king of hearts completes to one dollar. Three more folds, and it's on us. What do we have for an up card? Uh, I'm sorry, jack of spades. That's right. All right, I'll just call. Nine of spades, eight of spades, jack of spades showing. Yeah, we know one of our spades is out at the minimum, but uh, king is representing kings or a pair underneath and king and a king showing. So. I'll call a dollar, see another street. Yeah, we got three to a flush, three uh, three to a straight flush for that matter. Straight, we got a lot of potential here. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I'll call. I'm not going to raise. I don't think I'm going to raise because I'm going to want some money in the pot to keep drawn to this. Uh, especially if he's got kings up. You know, if you've got kings already and he's going to probably make kings up or something, you got to make sure you're going to make a hand here. So I don't think I'm going to force anyone out and go heads up with this guy. I want as many people in as I can to draw. Yeah, and the other thing, uh, this is difficult about doing stud uh, on the show online, is you can't see all the up cards, too. But um, there was another king out there. There was a jack, there was a ten, and an ace. Yeah. A lot I mean, of cards are going to have our spades are gone, and one spade is gone. Yeah, one spade's gone. Our pair, The jack is gone, too, to help us make you know three jacks later or something, or jacks up, so... That kind of hurts, so I'm not going to go crazy with this hand. I'm just going to call and see what the turn brings, or the fourth card. Okay, that's what we do. And then the uh, the bring-in raises to two, which is raised to three by the initial completer. And mm. back on us. Ugh. I think you got to see one more card, don't you? Yeah, but I'm just wondering what the bring-in did. Was he, was he really rolled up? You know, what do you... Or did he have aces in the hole and just? I don't try... know if it really matters though, because we're we're hoping for a big hand here, right? I mean, yeah. we're not pairing of our cards to stay in. We're looking for that a ten, preferably the ten of spades would be beautiful, by the way. <laughs> yeah. To come, and then at that point, and I want her to be rolled up because the betting's going to be really strong, and I got a huge draw that's going to make him cry, right? Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, if we call here, I mean, it's, the, the cap is going to be four, I think, right? So, at most, we're putting four in here. And then the easy part for me is there are a lot of cards that can come on 4th Street that I'm going to fold this and be done. Right? One thing to keep in mind is that, and yes, I agree with you, uh, is that we're hands face up now, basically. Anybody with a jack of spades who has taken heat from a king and then another raise is clearly drawing to a straighter spades. So right. if those kind of cards are coming, we're just basically telling everybody what we have and whatever. Assuming they're paying attention. Yeah, okay. but we are playing stud. We're not playing hold'em. So I feel like they're paying attention. Um, but okay. Yeah, I guess I'll just call along and then whatever the turn brings, you know. I That's the other thing too is if, if, if it's capped on this street, I think I'm seeing another card after that just because... You know, there's a lot of money in there now. It depends on the action. But here's the thing is if it's capped here and I just pair one of my cards, yeah. there's no reason really to stay in at that point, right? Yeah, if I could do some hearts comes, I'm out. If I hit an eight of hearts, I'm out. But right. if, if I pick up a ten or an ace of spades... I think it means a ten or a spade is really the only thing yeah. in this hand. Because, again, if you pair... I mean, some people would probably argue if you pair, now you've got a chance to, you know, get trips and boat up. But... If it's capped here, I gotta think, especially the um, 
to bring in with the seven. You know, if it gets capped, I gotta I gotta put him on a high degree of possibility of being rolled up, right? Yeah, or at least aces in the hole. Of course, that's seven, so I mean, I could still catch up, I guess, if I any my cards. That's true. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll see. I mean, if a queen comes, I might peel off one more card when it's still cheap. Right, exactly, because I'm still drawing to a better hand. Right. Yeah. All right, so we, uh, we make the call, um, and it's, uh, of course, capped, and called by the other player and back to us, and we're the last to act. So we're going to see gonna that call. card, right? Yeah, we're going to see that card. All right, so Fourth Street, uh, the King of Hearts picks up an Eight of Hearts. Uh, we pick up the Nine of Hearts, so our hand now is Nine of Spades, Eight of Spades, Jack of Spades, Nine of Hearts, and the Seven of Spades picks up the Deuce of Diamonds. And the King Eight bets bets out one dollar, and we're next. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably letting it go. I mean, I, I get a pair of nines. Um, well... No, I don't know. See, the thing that's worrisome is the is the seven. One, if he's rolled up, he's got our outs for the straight. A lot of our outs because he's got three sevens. He does, but now this is what I was worried about. Now we have nine, so if he's rolled up, if we get a nine, we've beaten him. Now that's I don't really I want to play this hand for a two outer when it's yeah could get raised and re raised. But if it gets raised and re raised and gets back to us, now I can fold. I think. Yeah, I mean a dollar is worth a call. Yeah, a dollar's worth a call. I'm just afraid that seven's gonna make it two and then the king's gonna make it three and now it's back to us. Yeah, now we're putting in four again, but Yeah. I don't think there's any way we can call if that happens we can call at that point. But I don't want to fold on that fear. Right. Have not happen. Right. I'll just call a dollar. Yeah. Alright, that's what we do. Um the seven deuce raises. Um but the king eight just calls. Yeah, so we'll call. Call so, the, so the king eight is saying, "Okay, I'm afraid this guy's got aces in the hole or three sevens." So that's why he's just calling now. He wanted to see if the guy was for real. He was hoping we would raise probably and get the guy out, but the guy's not going anywhere. So, yeah. And then this fifth street is an important card for us. Yep. So. Yeah, it's the biggest. The reason now, if, if you're going to play this one, you're going to play the rest of the way probably. All right, fifth street. The king eight gets a, a king of clubs. Oof. Get the nine of clubs, so our board, our hand now is nine of spades, eight of spades, jack of spades, nine of hearts, nine of clubs, and the seven deuce gets the queen of spades. And the king eight king <laughs> bets two dollars. Uh, well, jeez, we know we're behind. It, we're if... behind with like, oh gosh, I mean, we may we may be fatally behind here. Yeah. Because here's the thing, he's got two kings up, so I, I'm pretty, we're pretty certain he has a king, right? Yeah. And then, so he's got at least trips. And he's showing an eight, which is one of the cards that we need to boat up. Plus he lost a jack on the first round. So that's another hand card we need for the boat. We're drawing pretty thin here. Plus, if we call, it, it's likely to get raised behind us again, and then... Well, the seven might slow down now, that king. Because Good. now if he's three sevens, he might think he's beat. So he might just call. So if it's I might just call one more street and then call one more street, $2, $2, you know, because the seven's afraid of the king. So if the seven doesn't boat up and the king doesn't boat up, you know, it's just $2. Wow, yeah, boy. Such a big pot now. I mean, I know it's tough to fold trips too, so I guess it's tough either way. Yeah, because you know what else too? The king king could have ace-ace, you know, and now you're beating the sevens with three nines, so... That's true. <clears throat> I guess uh, if I can put him on that, if I think that's possible, then I'm I'm going to see this to the end. So I'm going to call. Hmm. Wow. A lot of trouble. All right, let's see. All right, so we make the call. The seven-deuce-queen does raise. Wow. And the king-eight-king just calls again. Wow. So but that means you could have kings and aces. Yeah, I'm kind of like your scenario now of aces. And rolled up sevens, and we're that means we're ahead if that's the case. Yep. All right. No matter what, I'm calling and hoping I'm boating, but I'm calling. Yeah, it doesn't. It actually seems. I, I just went from thinking we had the third best hand, or a potential for a third best hand, to honestly thinking that we have the best hand right now. Yeah. But I'm still just the calling. Stud is because this is why stud is so beautiful game, right? The last card comes face down, so we yeah. have enough. Yeah. We'll get one more card though before we do that. All right, so we do call, and uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we got one more. Um, uh, all right, so the uh, king eight king picks up a seven of diamonds, which is great. 
We pick up the Jack of Clubs. So our board now is nine of spades, eight of spades, Jack of spades, nine of hearts, nine of clubs. Jack of Clubs, great card for us. Yeah. And the seven deuce queen uh, gets the ace of spades. Wow. So that means uh, if the other guy had aces, yeah, if the other guy had aces, he's all out of aces because there was one folded. One folded, yep. And then the seven now, the other guy can't make quads. And if he had something big in the hole like ace-ace himself, now he's got three aces, so we're losing. But I doubt he has aces. That's I mean, it'd be because he brought it in for the seven. Well, maybe. That's scary. Yeah, he did. He well, he didn't. No. Uh, oh, you mean the seven guy? Yeah, the seven brought it in and then raised. So maybe he had ace ace seven. Now he's got three aces, but we boated though. But we boated, so we're still ahead. That's right. That's right. Although we're vulnerable, a little bit more vulnerable if that's the case. But right. But we boated, and the guy can't pick up another ace because the aces were gone. If he has an ace in the hole, if he has three aces. Yeah. You know, the other thing that makes it less <laughs> likely than that to me is that you're right. The one ace is gone, and I don't see another scenario for the Ryan uh, guy with the kings here if he doesn't have aces. That seems much more likely to me now because he doesn't have a king. If he had a king, he would be. Yeah. Why would he have just keep calling when he he'd been jamming right. it? Right. Exactly. So they bet they go first, right? Kings goes first. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that would make sense, but because he's got kings. Oh no, showing. we got two pair showing. Oh, I have two pair showing. Yeah, so I guess I would. I guess I would bet now. I don't know. Maybe I check call. No, I bet. I bet. Kind of weird, doesn't? I think. Yeah. We yeah. This. And they're gonna think we have jacks full, so sevens full wouldn't win. Because we played our jack the whole way, so they may, they might think we have a jack in the hole. Yeah, I think we got a bet here, and everybody folds. You know, too bad we just win a nice pot. You know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm betting, I and mean, no one's folding. Right. And I'd hate to give everybody a free card here and find some way to catch up to us. Yeah. Right. Yep. All right, so that's what we do. We bet two dollars. The seven deuce queen ace raises us, and the other player calls. All right. Well, I might as well keep going. Because <clears throat> yeah, no no hand beats us right now on the the seven sword, even if he has pocket sevens or pocket aces, we're still ahead. I'm yeah. not not betting. I and bet nothing on the other side makes sense of uh, beating. Yeah, I'm raising. If he had a king, he would have he would have been betting more aggressively. And it's and the only other hand that makes sense would be pocket eights, and we have that beat right now. Because he has ace full of kings and we have nines full of jacks. Yep. I mean, unless this guy is really sick and he has king king in the hole and he was rolled up kings, and he's just calling to make sure everybody catches yeah. up to him. Other than that, really the only way we're behind here. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we're right. So yeah, let's let's raise it up. See yeah. how far we can go with this. Yeah. All right, that's what she does, and then we get re raised, and call. <laughs> uh, it's capped at that point, so we have no option other than just to, to call. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's see how this hand's gonna. Yeah, this downriver is gonna suck. Kick us in the boys' part, right? <laughs> All right, we're dealt the four clubs, so uh, our board is still uh, nines full of jacks. Right. Our, hand. our hand, yeah. And we are first to act. Uh, I think I I might check just to let them bet and bet and then call. Here's the interesting thing too. Um, before you do that, uh, they both have a dollar eighty left. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, bet two bucks. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Was yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. So I just bet the two we were bucks. deeper, you're right. I would be a little bit more concerned about somebody catching up and getting into a raising war. But... Yeah, bet and get the calls out of the way and see the bad news. <laughs> All right, so they both call. Um, let's see. Uh, and both hands muck. Nice. So let's see what they had. Uh, the king guy had a queen of hearts, queen of clubs, king of hearts, eight of hearts, king of clubs, seven of diamonds, nine of diamonds. Oh, we got our case nine. And uh, the other player, ace of clubs, eight of clubs, seven of spades, deuce of diamonds, queen of spades, ace of spades, four of hearts. What? Think about a pair of aces. Was he thinking we were playing stud eight? Could be. Wow, that's terrible. Boy, that's the thing about these games, man. You just never know who you're playing. 
This oh, guy yeah. check he basically brought it in, then raised, then basically capped it. Every street for the most part. With nothing. Wow, that's a huge pot for kings and queens and basically rags. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Are any kind of draws in there? Two clubs. No. Two, three spades. Wow. wow. That's crazy. And then he called on the end. <laughs> well, yeah, for $1.80. His well, ace is in. He can't win. Funny about that is... He can't win. He the board. Yeah, he can't beat the board. That's so. That's the Andy Block rule. If you can't beat what's showing, don't call. Oh man, that's great! Wow, what a hand! Congratulations, Bernice. That was, uh, <laughs> we went from thinking that we were going to get a lot of trouble with that hand to end up having it crushed without any question. <laughs> I can see the kings and queens calling because we might just have jacks and nines. Yeah, you know? exactly. and there's yeah. so much money out there. But the other, the other hand, and he calls with he can't win. Oh man, that's hilarious! I remember that happened to me once a long time ago at Derby Lane when we played stud, and they, you know, they didn't know how to deal at that point, so it was really confusing. But I remember the guy I had, you know, he turned over his head and he couldn't beat what I had on the board, and I just loved it. That's the best feeling ever, right? When you yeah. look at somebody, I'm like, all right, you get it when I eh, make a crying call. But that 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 is a <laughs> wow. That's yeah. just it's hilarious. All right, well, one more week of double shows coming up, but uh, Bernice, thanks for sending this stuff in. I don't know if you're still listening, but uh, we appreciate the the backlog of Hands of the Week to get us through things like this. I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott Long. We'll see you at the tables. Anti-Up is a production of antiupmagazine.com. Contact the show at podcast at antiupmagazine.com or call our hotline at 206-338-6344. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to advertising at antiupmagazine.com or call 727-331-4335. Some music used in this episode comes courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network. <laughs>